0: you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAS. All right, roll it.
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent
0: vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups
2: to single them with some Hulu Text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it Let's up, up.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. And my name is Andy. And we are a real
1: life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy in In quarantine, quarantine,
0: we answer a couple of questions from a couple of different listeners.
1: Hell yeah. You always start off, Naomi, with such a pleasant energy.
0: You know, I'm really trying to take opposite action. (laughs) If I'm feeling weary, I try to start up.
1: Like when I'm the one who starts off the introduction, it's always like shock jock energy. Yes, I know.
0: You do shock jock and I'm trying to soothe. I'm trying to ASMR a little bit.
1: Well, I love both those energies, and they both contribute to who we are as a couple. Hey, folks. (laughs) Welcome to Couples Therapy. (laughs) Oh, this is a great episode today.
0: Oh, my God. You've already heard his dulcet tones. Today, we talk to the wonderful, kind, hilarious Sam Pancake. You guys. You know him. You've seen Sam, okay? You've seen him in so many things. He is an actor who has been doing the work. Most recently, however, you have seen him on a million little things on ABC, Search Party on HBO Max, Shameless on Showtime, and he has a movie podcast called Sam Pancake Presents the Monday Afternoon Movie, where he talks. He does like seventies and eighties like TV movies. I have been on it twice, and we like watch. There's the movies are so funny. They're like such campy old movies. I watched the Stepford Wives Revenge, Revenge of the Stepford Wives, and it's as insane as you think it is. So check that out if you are into it. But first, you have to listen to our episode with Sam. Uh,
1: We actually did an episode, like how long, how early in Quar? Like, I feel like we did that episode back in like September. Yeah, it it was like somewhat quote unquote early in Quar. That had Sam and Drew Drogi, Right. Longtime on it. friends. Long time friends. Yeah. They were on the live show like a year or more ago. Love. And it was like brilliant. We They're loved so it. Funny. We've we've loved them separately um for years. And uh there was uh, like, you know, this was early on in quarant or again, early on, quote unquote early on in quarantine, and we didn't have the recording um stuff down like we Uh now have like an email hey do this this and this so that we get like a decent recording we didn't have that protocol down yes absolutely and uh it didn't uh the sound was uh it it was unlistenable it ended up being and uh we were just like oh but we love sam and drew so much so what we ended up doing is just doing separate episodes with them once we had the protocols down yes so this week is sam next week is drew
0: and it's beautiful i mean we love to bring them together but they're fulfilling on their own.
1: Yeah. So uh, strap your goddamn selves in <laughs> for quite a, a wild ride. Before we get there, Naomi, I want to call back to two episodes ago with Alec Mapa. Now, we answered a advice question there about uh, grocery store reward cards. Right. All right. And a woman called in with an advice question saying, like, she was at the grocery store, and she got coupons printed out at the grocery store for stuff she never buys, and she found out her ex has still been using their rewards card.
0: And we have learned since putting out that episode, this is happening everywhere, okay? This is, this is rampant. This is, this, is this, this is
1: the true this pandemic. This is the real pandemic, folks. This
0: is it. People using cards. Get the vaccine
1: against using other people's (laughs) (laughs) rewards cards. Uh, Someone wrote us, uh, let's say anonymous. I don't know if they wanted their name uh, with this story. This is about my second to last serious boyfriend after I quit dating for good. I'm 47 (laughs) and around 42, I was just done with babies, liars. (laughs) All All I see now is red flags. I'm amazed when a couple works out.
0: Gorgeous, okay, love where this is starting off So,
1: uh, the main story I had a Pep Boys rewards card And they put in parentheses Car repair chain, if you don't know (laughs) And we both took our cars there When we needed fixing and oil changes back then I kept getting uh, mails With his name also on it Which was irritating as it was not a good Breakup for me, and Mm. I was angry For several years and did not speak to him Yep They finally did remove him from my card This was like seven-ish years ago And then in the mail, I got a nice $30 Pet Boys rewards card. I was like, huh, cool. He was still apparently using my card, and I got rewards for a big repair that he got. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't speaking to him at the time. I was like, good, fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) After the podcast episode with Alec Mappa mentioning the grocery store rewards card, uh, I laughed and texted him uh, and told him about it. We have this thing, uh, which, we you know, we're totally honest with each other. And I was like, ha ha, I took your rewards. And he's like, very seriously, give it back.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Uh, and uh, she just says, uh, nope. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> this guy was very angry that. But but, but the, the, she got the thirty dollars rewards. But it's like but she got she took him off the card. That was her card
0: exactly. So that's on him. That's you need on to set up your him. own card. If you know you about to spend a lot of money, it's like when you like when I go shopping, I'm like you know if you open your own account for a rewards card, you get fifteen percent off in that moment. You needed to set up your own card. You need to set up your own card if you knew you about to go to Pet Boys and spend like $1000.
1: If we ever write a relationship book, Naomi, number 1 rule of a breakup is get your own rewards card. Get your
0: own rewards card. You have to be your own reward. And okay? You got- <laughs> the relationship is over. You need to be your own reward. And
1: that's um, that's some gale shit, Naomi. Yes it is, honey. You just <laughs>
0: that's a fact.
1: Just <laughs> dropped a truth bomb. <laughs> In fact, that should be factored into whether you want to break up with someone or not. Do you want to put in the work to get your own rewards card?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Actually, that should not be factored into a breakup. Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> in the modern world, Naomi. That's true. In this modern hubbub. Hubbub. That's part of the dowry now. Rewards card. <laughs> anyway. I think... uh, thank you to uh, Anonymous for writing in to tell us that.
0: Uh, one more thing before we get to Sam. Just to let you know, Friday... April 30th at 6 p.m. PST, I will be attempting to do an hour of stand up with the help of Joe Firestone and Aparna Nancherla. Hell yes. Of course, it's a streaming show. I'm just going to like put some material together, figure it out. Joe and Parn are going to help me out. They're also going to be my, my laughers, my listeners, giving me notes. You can get tickets for that at dynastytypewriter.com. Tickets are 10 and 15 bucks. The- I think it'll be a really good time. Yes.
1: And just so you know, all that money is going to uh, Mabel's uh, mastectomy fund. Yep,
0: mastectomy and chemo fund. That is what's happening, okay? The family's got to band together in this time. Yes, so, if you
1: didn't know, Mabel just had a, uh, yeah. a prophylactic mastectomy.
0: And then she will have eight rounds of chemo. Oh. So you know what? Grab that ticket, baby. <laughs> com. April 30th. Okay, let's yes. just get to it. We got to give him Sam now. All right, roll it. <laughs>
1: Sam, Sam Pancake, Sam, baby. Sam. All right, yes. I got We right. Okay. Let's all tell each other and the audience where we are at the moment. I uh, just uh, 20 minutes ago, taking a shower became uh, seismically dizzy. Okay. Oh, now, I woke oh. up dehydrated because of our space heater in our bedroom. Okay, sure. And then yeah. proceeded instead of what a normal human would do, which is drink some water. I mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. had a Diet Coke. Mm, uh, opposites,
2: yeah. That's the opposite of what you needed, yeah. Go. Then I Good. had
1: therapy, and instead of bringing and I, I I'd go out and sit in our car to do therapy. And instead of sure. bringing some water with me, I brought nothing. So I sat in a hot car. Never uh, leave your baby no in a hot water. car. You know that's what they say. Uh, yes, and I am your baby, <laughs> and I'm the world's baby.
2: The world, Andrew Beckerman, the world's baby. <laughs> Gross. You met him. <laughs>
1: And then went on the exercise bike for 45 minutes. So, uh, and this is now my well, you know what? my second glass of water I'm drinking today.
2: Okay. I blame, <laughs> you've no one to blame but yourself. Exactly. You are full. You're Probably. over 22. I don't know what your <laughs> age is, but I will venture that you were over 22. Mm-hmm. You True. need to parent yourself a little bit better there, Andy. Yes. I uh, yes.
1: I just I just want to let people know if I am uh, insane. It is because my brain is OK. At yeah, moment.
2: it's overheated. Yeah.
1: So how how are you? Where are you at?
2: I am actually pretty good. I had a good day yesterday. I interviewed uh, uh, did a podcast with Naomi. That's what I was. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's Keeps me.
2: Going. Naomi McBergen, Um for my podcast <laughs> and we recorded a Zoom play and it was a stressful day in terms of like, you know, my podcast stresses me out because I have to watch these movies for it and notate them. Yeah which is always ends up being fine. But, um, today I think nicely, it's a beautiful cloudy, but blue skies, but just crazy. There's weather today in LA, which I love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I learned a while ago that I have to always have that humidifier on at night. Andy, you oh, have to have a humidifier. I, if I don't, I wake up with scratchy throat as if mm-hmm. I've been smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Cause even when it's raining, which it sort of is now in LA, it's extremely dry in the winter here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I've and I didn't prior to this had a rehearsal for our Golden Girls live thing, and I feel pretty good. I I went to I don't know some people this will freak some people out. I went to Target to buy some shit that I needed. It was time to go to Target, and there's a new gigantic Sunset in Western Target.
1: Yes, yes. and did you refuse from... to wear a mask?
2: Absolutely <laughs> refuse. Oh, I don't believe in it's a hoax. <laughs>
0: It's a uh, hoax. Wouldn't that be guys. so funny if that's how we found out this <laughs> Sam was an anti-masker?
2: You, you know what? Of course, I wear my mask. I carry uh, hand sanitizer with me. Uh, I'm very yeah. um. And I, I'll be honest with you, I'm a scofflaw. No, I'll be honest with you. I've been. I, I will go to the grocery store now and then. I, mm-hmm. I feel very uh-huh. um. I don't know. It's. I shouldn't say this. I. I I'm not. I just have been okay with what I've been doing. So I'm keeping doing it, but I've been Mm -hmm. super tight. My ship is super tight. Otherwise, like I've just had so many not good experiences with having things delivered. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have to just, my willfulness will be at almost a year now. I want to get in the fucking store, lay my hands to things and then sanitize my hands (laughs) and then go through the whole situation. And I, and I, that's what I did today. And then I I did a walk around. silver. like, I'm feeling pretty, pretty good um
1: that's and when you say lay your hands on you mean heal the items (laughs) yes
2: Yes. to with my with my christ-given powers of uh supplication and delight yeah
0: wait i forgot that your christ-given powers would be um inherited right because it wasn't your dad a pastor
2: he was he was a presbyterian minister yeah
0: presbyterian is that um theatrical
2: no 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 it's the it doesn't have um, any like
0: drama to it
2: it's 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 the dry. It's one of the very dry Protestants. It's mm-hmm. it's um. I think it's uh, Scottish in origin.
1: Uh. I
2: could be it's Scottish or English, one or the other. It's very uh. it's very wasp. It's just like <laughs> a peg below Episcopal. Episcopals might as well be Catholics compared to Presbyterians. <laughs> And it's it's a, especially known nowadays for being a, like and and Drew Drogi. You know, speaking of Drew, who we tried to do this before and didn't take. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> we uh, and who I did your stage show with. He also is in in the the uh, the what's the word the moniker the little slam the like thing that we use is the frozen chosen because it's a very waspy,
0: (laughs) you know, Uh, it's like the
2: the children. No hugs, please. No hugs.
0: Okay. Um, I know.
2: I love you growing up. It's very, it's a, it's a tough wasp crowd. Well, that's
0: Yeah. Just really quickly, though, to explain when you said it didn't take. So la- initially, we you know, we tried to have Drew and Sam on, longtime lovers uh, is what I call their <laughs> friendship. So we wanted to talk to them about their friendship. But then Drew, like, did not have internet. And so he- we could not keep him going. Sam had to keep taking over and telling
2: stories. Which then- I, you know, <laughs> so I hate in. talking <laughs> about myself.
0: <laughs> then he had to, like, call in. And then it sounded like he was in a tunnel. So, like, when Andy yeah. re-listened to it, he was like, oh, no.
1: no I tried not- yeah, when I when I'm editing this baby, I try a lot <laughs> of tricks, and sometimes the, the sometimes the tricks fail me.
0: Yeah, sometimes, you were yes, yes. You yeah. were bo- we wanted yep. it to happen. We really fought for it. Because it's funny, though, because I'm the kind of person where, like, literally as soon as a person starts cutting out, I go, okay, bye. Let's call it. You know? <laughs> and Andy yes. is more like, we're going to figure this out. That's I don't anxious. have those
2: no skills, so I admire that. Yeah. yeah. And I was even in – that was I was still in Canada then, so that was, like, in yeah. October maybe. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. our grand wow.
1: plan had been we're going to record months' worth of episodes before the election just in case the worst <sighs> happens. Sure. <laughs> and we don't feel like being funny. Yeah. Valid,
2: valid, yeah.
1: So we. Just, get, oh my god, I think of that
2: literally every day, yeah. like many of us do. Like, holy fuck, what if that had all come to pass?
1: Yeah, and know. only the second worst thing happened because, <laughs> of course, you know Naomi and I wanted Gary Johnson, <laughs> uh, Sorry, <laughs> Johnson. Oopsie doodles. <laughs> um, is that his name? I don't know. That sounds like a what? If it's not his name, that sounds like a libertarian's uh, yeah. name.
2: Yeah, I, I, like I knew what you meant just <laughs> by right. saying that. Right, even though. A- it even not knowing his actual name.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Sam, you know we're gonna answer people's like relationship questions and stuff <gasps> coming up, but first we like to give them a sense of you. You know what I mean? You as advice giver, where yes. you're coming from. But
1: I, but I would like it, if we could start with Pastor Dad. Well,
0: I knew you would to go to Pastor Dad. I want to go
1: to Pastor Dad sure. because I think because <laughs> as I was in therapy earlier, the parental, sure. the familial relationship, the root of all, the
0: root. Sure. Of all. Oh yeah, the root of
1: all, not all evil, all everything. <laughs> Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering if so, if you're the frozen chosen, does that count for familial relationships?
2: Oh, yes. Oh, that, that's where it starts. That's the basis. Yeah. It's not just oh. like
1: at at a church. At a no. Chapel. I mean, that's Churching. there were
2: certainly some Presbyterians I knew who seemed more who really loved and enjoyed their parents. It wasn't my experience. <laughs> <laughs> but we were raised as very, as were my parents, like, you know, um, it wasn't a huggy. This is also the sixties and seventies. It wasn't a huggy. I, like I said, a, a physical demonstrative. I love you. It just wasn't the way things were done it in just, West
0: Virginia. Correct. And
2: yes. Yeah. Born yeah. And raised. Yeah. yeah. Born in Virginia, born in Southern Virginia, like it's on the coal fun.
1: mines is where you spent most of your
2: days. <laughs> <In> <laughs> Say what?
0: West Virginia, born and raised, raised. on the coal oh, mines is where I spent most of my. Oh, days. Oh yeah, and it
2: wasn't even the coal, fresh prints of pre- fresh pancake of uh, yeah <laughs> of Hampshire County, West Virginia. Um, it was not the coal mining part. It was nearer to Virginia, so it even it wasn't so much even those stereotypes either. Oh, okay. But my father was a minister, but he, it's it's. A whole long story. I can't tell a short story. It's complicated. But you are the was, ol- By
1: the way, we don't mind. Yeah, we
0: we have time <laughs> if you have time. But also, you're the oldest. You have his name.
2: Yeah, I have oldest son. Yes, oldest son. So oldest boy. I, ha- I have an older sister, a- Ann Stewart Pancake, who's a professor now in literature. It has a, a like a where fancy residency at West Virginia University, where we all went to school. Because wow. Daddy said, if you go there, I'll pay for it. If you don't go there, I won't pay for it.
0: Wow. So we all- Yeah. Okay. But like when a parent, like, I don't know, there's something I'm thinking where I think of like slightly Southern preacher, you have his name. Was there ever this pressure to represent him or be like, you are my legacy. Or when you're out in these streets, you reflect on the pancake name.
2: Well, there was definitely a thing of like raised because, you know, my father would say you were raised in the manner of the Southern gentleman. What are you doing? (laughs) So, um, which I was, or my grandmother would say things you have. She would compliment people by saying they have manners of the old school, you know, which is very (laughs) old Southern stuff is sinister. So, you you know, (laughs) you know, it's like this, that whole horrible legacy that my family and many families had. That was all resting on top of me. Mm -hmm. But luckily for me in a weird way, I came out. I saw my father, and I was like, "I want nothing to do." We were never. We were like the top, the magnets thing. Oh, okay. Thank God for many reasons, especially back when I was a closeted gay guy, to, and I never came out to my father to the day he died. He died two years ago this oh, week.
0: Wow. Uh,
2: I know. Well, it's just that was just the relationship set up. He and he also had a. He was fair. He was no DT, but he we're pretty sure he had narcissistic personality syndrome, mm-hmm. and he oh, also damn. had uh, slow moving dementia for what we we're still kind of unraveling. That's what he finally died of, of oh, frontal okay. lobe dementia, but how early that started or this series of mini strokes he had, how that changed his personality. There was no, he wasn't interested in my straight brothers and sisters, except yeah. for the, the one who was a terrible drug addict that he kept enabling and an insane dance of codependency. Mm-hmm. My, my dad's, so that's a different story. But what I didn't, I was like, thank God I have two brothers and three sisters. They will take care of the children. I knew early, I don't want kids. I knew I was yes. gay early, so I was like, I'll never be married, I'll never have mm-hmm. kids. I didn't foresee any future really for me, let alone one where that would be possible. Mm-hmm. So my father though, he did, and this has been, he, he what I was gonna say was my parents both had their, my grandparents had this, these expectations of my parents when they were younger to do certain things that my parents both bridled against, like, my mother did not get along with her parents. That's a whole long story. But my father, the pancakes, there's this farm in our family that's been there since literally the 1740s oh that I still own a chunk of. And when I say farm, I mean, part of it's a little working farm. Or lots of just lots of land in West Virginia, and the hills and the bottom. So daddy, da- my daddy's dad, my gra- granddaddy, also with my great uncle Sam had pancake Chevrolet and they had properties and they were not, oh they were. It was a prosperous family.
0: I know this is a true legacy. This is a true (laughs) pilgrim legacy. Keep
2: going. Yeah, yeah, it's in the it's in that it's in that pocket. So, Daddy was my oh my god, my father. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Daddy and I still I called him Daddy till the day he died. Well, you're a Southern boy. uh, Exactly. (laughs) Um, But he was his father, John I. John Inskip, John I. We called him John I. Wanted Daddy to say. He was the oldest son. Daddy was the oldest son, but he was named after his grandfather. So he was Joseph Samuel the second. I was Joseph Samuel the third. Granddaddy went to daddy's estate and worked the farm. And daddy mm. said, no, he wasn't interested. Mm. He majored in agriculture in college. He didn't want that. Mm. So after his, it's a long, sad story, but he had a wife for only three months who died in a car accident before oh all God. of us, oh which God. I didn't know until I was a senior in high school. And I found out from my drunk friends going out one night.
1: Wait, daddy dr- had this, your friends? Your friends you? knew?
2: Somehow, Joey, Joey Pugh and Michelle McDonald knew before were I they, did. Were they and looking at
1: microfiche? It was
2: shocking. No, it's town gossip. Uh-huh. Oh. There's this whole story that somehow was kept from us. Whoa. And then John I, he killed it when he committed suicide by shooting himself in the heart oh in 1968. Years later, I was telling, because my there was a, that pancakes were a big family. I was telling my cousins and they were like, granddaddy didn't die by suicide. He had a heart attack. And we were like, oh. later on, I would make the joke. Yeah, this gun attacked its heart with a bullet, But like <laughs> tacky. I'm tacky. But they didn't know. So it was lots of secrets and lies yeah, and like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and it was oh. certainly not. I was certainly not a family where at 16 was like, mom and dad, I have something to say. I'm OK. <laughs> but my father, my my grand my mother's mother wanted me to take over the my grandfather's his. He wanted me to take over his real estate appraisal business. I said no. Mm-hmm. And daddy knew not to daddy was kind of entertained by me, but he had my brothers to be the jock Hunter yeah. straight child producing men that they are yeah. Yeah. to, to fulfill that. And I was this kook and he just <laughs> always treated me like this little imp and he never knew what to make of me. He was much harder on my brother who still has a very hard life yeah. with his, yeah, yeah, yeah. with his He's problems. Yeah. Who was a big jock in, in, in high school. Hmm. He was the blonde jock. He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Daddy Don was...
0: Johnson, if you will. The Don Johnson <laughs> yeah. in Revenge
2: of the Stepford the
0: wives, wives, which Sam and I discussed yesterday. <laughs>
2: oh, I thought about that all day long. It was so weird. There were so many. That movie really resonated with me. Anyway, that's a long, way long, boring no, story. No, I, I
0: know, know. Oh. honey, that was not boring. No. You know I want the Sam yeah. no, oh, okay. Well, what I... You
1: know I want the memoir. I'm not imagining John Johnson. Don, Don Johnson. 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 Not Gary Johnson. Don <clears throat> Johnson. Don <God>. Johnson. <laughs> Not our, not the president we wish we had, Gary. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, no. Andy. I'm so um, sorry, It didn't work out. Uh, uh, Kurt Russell's son. Oh, Kurt Russell's son oh. in Russell. that. Uh, what's the guy who did? Uh, what's the guy? What done slackers and Richard Linklater? And boyhood. Linklater? Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah Richard Linklater did a movie about like a base, like kind of like a Days and Confused uh, ish sequel. Oh more recently? Yeah, more recently and um Kurt yeah, Russell's son called? is one of the stars of it and what I, and they're like a baseball team in college. And that's what I'm imagining your brother is. Just oh, like wow. a, a golden adonis. When you were um
2: he up. was I guess, I mean, I don't th- he was yeah, I guess he did okay. He he <laughs> things took a bad turn in college when he mm-hmm. I, I me talking about him in a podcast before it got bit him in the ass a little bit at home, okay. so I need to be careful what I okay. say. Yeah, so yeah, but, of
0: course. Don't you don't have to.
2: Um, but my sister Catherine did play college basketball at WU. But here's here, one thing I will say about my father. Yeah. And again, it's like how much was disinterest or narcissism or just the the dementia. He refused the whole time. He would still say in the 90s. I remember him saying like, "You should marry that Sandra Bullock." near that sandra Bullock, she's a real nice girl and then i was wait
0: wait, no no i need to know why he thought sandra bullock was the one don't
2: know did you do a movie with
0: her or something no i've never never met met. her
2: no i've met her once years ago that was hid that was he would rarely even have a conversation with me out of the blue that came one day when i was back east and then also one time he said to me and see he's the second because when you're named after your granddaddy you're not a junior you're the second so i am the third, he's okay. the second. And one time he said to me, Sam, <laughs> or Beanie, he always called me almost always, always. Beanie was my family name for him. My family nickname is Beanie because I was a little Sam Beanie, like a little string bean. I don't know. <laughs> <He laughs> Sign so all the cards and things to Beanie. But um, to Beanie, he said, Beanie, when, when are you going to have a little Joseph Samuel pancake, the fourth or fifth or whatever you are? <laughs> uh, it's like literally we have the same name and you don't uh-huh. like this. The, the stand-up rights itself. I'm like, right. I'm, you're the second. You should know that I'm right. the third. Right. My child would be the fourth, which yeah. I'm not, it's not going to happen. I don't think that I know of.
1: <laughs> so wait, do you think that the, you, was he, did he have like a kind of like narcissistic personality disorder or whatever mm-hmm. before this? What's this? The, uh, slow moving dementia. We, we, he,
2: he will, he has, and will forever remain a mystery to all of us. My Mm -hmm. mother included. He is a very interesting man who I'm, Oh, don't in 2013. He was, we thought he was going to die. And, and my sister who lives here, Laura, two of us live in Southern California. We all flew to the bedside of this nursing home was in to say goodbye. And I got to do, I got to have my last moments with him, which was he um, because he liked when I sang to him, and like when I would sit by his bed and sing hymns or read to him, and he t- he touched my hand when I was singing to him, and he said, Beanie, thank you for loving me," which was as good as he could do. Uh, you know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He couldn't say I love you, but he could do that. Yeah. And then the motherfucker lived for another five years. Like we <laughs> li- thought it was going to be it. Like literally 13 to 18. <laughs> and so he rarely like um he was just what was the question he his he was just um and i'm back in my feelings and memories what was the question
0: no but you're talking about yeah like basically like was it narcissistic personality disorder
2: oh oh, so but he never had always he's always been very strange and here's what i think especially when i found out and put together with therapy and stuff later like this man he his his first wife who was the governor's granddaughter is this big grand wedding in west virginia society and When she died three months after they were married, I mean, I think he shut down a lot. And then and then that would have been in like 59 or 60. Yeah. And then in 68, his father committed to whom he was close and felt very close to committed suicide out of the blue. Yeah. And I think that that's when I it took me a long time to untangle all that. But yeah. he shut down. He just of went course. away. Of oh, course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 That makes
0: sense. I mean, my God, yeah. That
2: and then he moved us all things. back into Mill Meadow, the house he grew up in that granddaddy killed himself in. Woo. So we Woo. grew up in that house that my grandfather had shot himself in the study room, yeah. in the study.
1: Oh, my gosh. Did you know yeah. that when you were growing up? Oh, yeah,
2: well, that was the thing, the good and the bad a part of, it. oh, heck, yeah. we we were told it was suicide. I remember being four years old and being like, oh. the word is so pretty. It sounds like the name Sue or Susan and suicide. And then, like that, <laughs> knowing it for that you maybe our parents shouldn't have told us right away that but that you can take your own life. like uh-huh. what it was a, a, and then it was my grandmother. and I barely remember granddaddy. He's a very cause also here the other thing granddaddy John I, what he he did too was, and I found this hell. I knew it at the time, but I found out later from my mother, his daughter-in-law. Talk about privilege and being the king of your own castle in the, your own <laughs> county. He had a stroke mm-hmm. in like sixty-two or three, and he just and he was only like fifty-six, which isn't too far from what I am now. And he just decided to kind of retire from the farm and in in pancake Chevrolet. No doctor could find any proof of it or any. Or in uh, hospitalized all the stuff, but he just decided he'd had a stroke. <laughs> and Mr. Pancake, if you say so, you've had a stroke. And Mama still, she's like, there was no medical evidence, but he decided he had a stroke and everyone went along with it. Because he was very lo- he was a very kind, well liked, loving man. And I think yes. he just decided at some point, I'm just gonna step way back. Because huh. his wife, my granny Rosie Bell pan fretwell pancake.
0: Rosie Bell.
2: Honey, Rosie Bell fretwell pancake. It was my granny pancake, she would. <laughs> now, this is sometimes she would just go to the. This is something um, I remember when I first went to the detox ward eight years ago. I was like, I'm just going to take to my bed. Like, granny, granny would go, she would go check into the hospital to rest for a couple weeks. What? <laughs> was <she really> just, <laughs> oh my God. Why is grandma in the hospital? She's just resting for a couple weeks. Oh. I don't, maybe there was something more to that story. Yeah, but. yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, there's something more to it.
1: It's got to be more It's it. amazing how much euphemism we all used to live with. Yeah, oh, there was it, I don't know if it was just like what the barrier was. If it's uh, the year 2000, there was some, <laughs> there was some year where right. we were just like we just stopped living in euphemism and we just started saying what was actually happening to people. Yeah, well, that's,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. that is I do a one man show about my family called The Head Is Not Reliable, which comes from the fact when I asked my mother, why didn't grand Why do you think granddaddy shot himself in the heart instead of the head? Um and she said the head's not reliable, so my show is called "The Head Is Not Reliable."
0: Oh, wow! Oh, wow. <laughs> like God. it's, which, it's but, true, but, but
2: sometimes you can slip. Exactly. Exactly. And just no. Yes. Brain damage. yeah So, which is but large. I talk about a lot of the things. My mother, the, the phrase into the ninety into the nineties, the phrase I would hear older relatives say: "Living without benefit of clergy," which meant living together in sin. Oh, without wow. Be- they're living without benefit of clergy.
0: Oh, my God. And my
2: mother, this was like before my sister, my, uh, my sibling, who's now transitioning, but was then female, uh, identified as female. My sister, Catherine, at the time, now my brother, Chet, um, I think I'm allowed to say all that. It's the new thing in our family, which we're all dealing with. And um, which is great. But, you know, it's a big change. Mm-hmm. But when so but Catherine was a lesbian, then I was gay. My mother, we did talk about it to my mother. But people knew this is one of my other because all the weddings were at Mill Meadow. And when my sister, Laura, was getting married at Mill Meadow. It this So this would have been in when Laura got married, it was in uh, 98. Okay. So uh, well into the 90s, Laura and my mother were arguing about like what I'll tell you, to, there's this, these hedges you can walk down a sidewalk. Should I come around this side of the house where like the wedding thing was? And my mother said to, to Laura, since Sam and Catherine have elected not to marry. This might be the last wedding we have at Mill Meadow. So elected not to marry was elected. and she
1: elected
2: and she had never said that to us. She just yeah. came out of her and her polite Presbyterian, you know, way yeah. of, of saying they <laughs> they are gay, you know.
0: But okay, so there's a lot you gave us here, honey. We've got <laughs> we've got secrets. The head is not reliable. It's a layers, lie. S- you know, slow moving dementia, honey. Jesus is yeah. over us. Frozen chosen. <laughs> now let's talk about perhaps just a touch. Of how that might have affected your ability to have romantic relationships.
2: It, yeah, that, my father's situation, a huge impact. I'm, yeah. I am talk about it with my therapist still. One of the, having this great therapist is how, I was going to say earlier, I did when my father actually did pass away in 2018, even though it was the same weekend I was doing 10 Golden Girl shows, which was <laughs> interesting. Two, two years which ago, girl, Which
0: girl are you again? Who do
2: you play I'm again? Sophia. Okay. I'm Sophia. Goodness. I see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a it's look at it. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, she, uh, uh, so at the yeah, time, yeah, you were doing all the shows. I was doing the brother. shows, daddy died. I, I made my peace with him. I was able to give a lovely eulogy because I remember when I was in rehab, I remember being so mad at my father. I look back now, how f- still there was shit going on, and it was before he was in the nursing home. But like when I think about the anger I used to have at my father and my brother, mm-hmm. um, for many reasons, it's Therapy works if you you know and recovering <laughs> all that works. You work if, it, honey. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I was you know doing that too because I'm a, a sober a, a sobro. But um, <laughs> I the the man stuff is, and also the romantic stuff. I started, and I talk about this all the time, it's pretty well known, I started doing pretty hard drugs, like party drugs, meth and stuff in my early thirties. Mm-hmm. And that's also when I stopped kind of having like my last boyfriend before that was when I was 30. Okay. And then I had a boyfriend in 2009 and 10, but I, there was a huge swath there that like, I realized now that drugs and alcohol were my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And of course I was, you know- Hooking up. H- hooking up a little bit and stuff, varying degrees of whether I felt like the ugliest most disgusting creature in the world, you know, and all the, all the shame I had from being the, the God, Jesus and religion and you're gay. So you're bad. Because the thing that impacted me most was when I was a little gay boy, knowing it's way early and just hearing nothing but faggot and queer and how bad that is. And it's in the Bible. And just like knowing that I'm a terrible person, mm-hmm. but somehow knowing that I would be fine and that I really wasn't. I, I, Cause I knew I didn't have control over it. Even yeah. as a kid, I was like, this is out of my hands. Like, Oh, well things happen and I have reactions and feelings. It's like (laughs) liking fried shrimp and chocolate milkshakes. I didn't, you know, it was, so at least I had that kind of, um, um, cognition about it or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was very suicidal. A lot as a kid, I, there were some like half, half hearted suicide attempts that didn't take. Um, and, sad shit that happened. I went, I know I was depressed a lot and I know I had a lot, nothing but anxiety. My anxiety. I still have to say to myself now, no one is chasing you with a knife Mm. legitimately. Like, why are you in such a tense hurry all the time? Yeah. But my father thing is, and I still am in this loop. And sometimes my therapist says, maybe this is just a life lesson that you have that you'll never really conquer. It's just something you've learned to live with, which is wanting the guy and and pursuing the guy and longing for the guy or chasing the guy and then the guy come I I I don't get it so I just I live in like yearning and longing and I'm awful and I'll never have him or I get him and then I don't want him anymore and there's this Mm. very I just remember like always wanting my dad to like chase me and hug me Mm. so I could pull away from him and and show him that I that I hated him like that's (laughs) this is so very personal and intimate. It's like, I've only talked about it to my therapist, but he, my therapist always goes back to that image. Yeah. you wanted yeah. this guy to chase you so he could hold you and hug you. And you could pull away from him and say, I hate you. And I don't love you. Yeah. So that has impacted a lot of my
3: relationships.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It's insane. How much of our parents imprint on us?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, especially with the relationships, you know, I, One therapist said like you're you all in essence, you you always are trying to um, have a relationship with the parent you're trying to be close to. So for instance, if it was like, so it's like you end up picking a person who is like kind of cold or not um, or not effusive, because if you can kind of conquer them, that is like getting that thing you wanted when you were five.
2: And, and I've been, yes, I, over and over again. And I, I don't do it anymore. I've learned, mm-hmm. and my father could be very cruel. Like he'd be verbally abusive and emotionally abusive. And again, like chicken or the egg, like, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the narcissism, the dementia or whatever. Um, but I now know not, I don't want to be with guys who are cruel or say mean things or mm-hmm. I haven't, been, I've only been hit, like kind of hit a couple of times that that wasn't even a boyfriend, but it was a different situation. But I, um. how long have you guys been together?
0: coming up on 11 years
2: yeah dang i
0: know but it's funny because andy was not i think if anything andy was not um like that it was like because that was at the time where i was like the not fir- like what your dad yes like your personality but the things i met it was a conscious decision to be with someone different than who i had been with in the past because i Gross. met andy when i was first trying to get sober and so okay. it was a big part of this point in my life where i thought the things you've done for yourself haven't been working. So why don't you try this kind petite man? Yes. And it was like, that was literally yeah. the thinking of like, make a change. And I think if I hadn't been in that headspace, I would have even thought about it.
2: That's so smart.
0: It was, But I know it's like, it is like hard. But at the same time, I will say this. Like, I don't like, like, I don't like people who are not open about their feelings you know i'm kind of like an open wound and i'm very like this is what i feel right now yes i do not like people who are not like that like to be in a relationship with them but i realized i would and even at the beginning like you know it took you a while to become an effusive person and he was like kind of a cool customer
1: oh well all Mm. the feelings i mean i wasn't even talking about this in therapy today but like (laughs) all the feelings were there i just like i grew up in a household where we just didn't really express them yeah. Like I talked about like how even like even like any kind of like emotion where besides laughing where I like can't control it. I have a I have real problems with it. Like I was talking a lot today about uh, at my aunt's funeral. I was crying, but I was so embarrassed that I was crying because oh. I couldn't control it uh, that I like turned to the wall mm. and I was just crying into the wall and the only and like the. But I'll say this also. Uh being uh where I was, uh I heard the funeral manager or the funeral what do you call them? Director? Mortician funeral director. Yeah. Funeral director? Funeral director, director Not yeah. the guy that like stuck the embalming fluid in, but the, right. oh, the okay. guy who oh, runs the building. He was this uh weird sweaty guy. And <laughs> sure. uh, uh I heard him fart and the rest of the oh. fan no one else could hear. <laughs> so I'll say I'll say this. Uh gave me a uh uh it, uh that uh it uh, shocked me out of my out <laughs> of your shame. It also gave mm. me and it gave me a uh, like. Did no one else hear those guys? <laughs> What's wrong with him?
2: So it was <laughs> audible. Can, it was loud. Can
1: he control himself? Where did can't, you grow up, Andy? Pennsylvania. But where? Close to you. But where? Uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. It's oh, okay. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Halfway between Harrisburg and Philly. Yeah, but I, um, I've, yeah. But yes. So so uh, emotions like anything. Like I just I just uh, didn't. They were there, the yeah. happening. It's not yeah, like yeah. I was like <laughs> repressing them. I just was. I was yeah, just. You were like, repressing them.
0: You no. You were experiencing them, but you could not let them out.
1: Well, no, you not express them. Yes. yes, repressing is different. Repressing oh. is you push that energy down, and then that energy comes out in weird ways. Okay.
2: Oh, and you act out and oh, shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're
1: just like, why did I? What? Like, um, my uh, the, the the example I always use of repression is in the squid and the whale when uh, <laughs> oh, the yeah. the youngest kid is um. So the parents go through a divorce and the youngest kid doesn't know how to deal with it and he starts like jerking off at school and then he wipes his Ew, semen right. you Tell the that,
0: locker you no know, why would you tell me that
1: Because that to me it's like the it's like he's repressing his feelings and it's just coming out of these like strange ways Sick. and to me that's the like that's like Freud himself would descend from heaven and be like yeah. yes ah oh, yes that that is the supreme example of repression?
2: Well, my thing is like, you know, being raised the frozen chosen way and the, the, the like, don't express your emotions or, or be, there's a line from a book called Drunk With Love is a, a Ellen Gilchrist, a Southern novelist. It's like we, I was born into a world so polite, nobody ever told the truth about anything, which was also it was just the politeness and never yes. rocking the boat, mm-hmm. never having these, because my parents could both be very angry. They could express that. <laughs> but, um, but I also realized I didn't know until recently I didn't understand until I got this really good therapist that my that thoughts aren't feelings. I, I I knew that, but I was misunderst intellectually, I knew it. I misunderstood it because we would work on like, what's going on in here. Uh-huh. I'm rubbing my belly, you know my <laughs> and your, your your vagus nerve, your. You know, and the other thing that he's like, my therapist is like, what was your, your first mouth was your belly button. And, you know, there's all this information that gets taken in through your gut, which is your, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. And how much, you know, the gut instinct and uh, instincts in general, but like, so when I'm upset about something, he's taught me to like, what's just, that's the feeling. Are you burning down there? Are you tense? Are you warm? Describe with it, sit with it and let it go. Because I was thinking about my feelings so much and never actually feeling, Mm -hmm. feeling them, you know, and that's transformed my life
0: wow really has that's like what you talk you used to talk about right like feeling it in your body right that's the thing
1: like i like the my therapist has the like example like i'm or the the um not example metaphor that like the you're driving in your car and the emotions are happening outside the window and you're like looking at them as you're driving you're like huh yeah yeah <laughs> look at that anger <laughs> yeah look at that anger. Anger. <laughs> you're, yeah you're rubbernecking your own emotional witnessing yeah <laughs> witnessing without
2: experiencing yeah 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 yeah
1: well like
0: i was always a hyper emotional person and my mom was very and she you know i think she grew up youngest of seven my wow. grandmother was mean as hell mississippi honey Shabuuta oh. mississippi grandma oh, was Lord. mean as hell they um moved to detroit like my grandfather was going to be lynched and they moved north to wow. ke- just to keep him out to keep him healthy and he, <laughs> <Keep him laughs> yeah. he was like how do you get him get him up north
2: mississippi <laughs> goddamn yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it was like
0: that but like my grandmother was a really tough really mean lady and she she lived to 98 even when I had her, like, I feel like I would always say, I'd be like, grandma softened around 87. Like, I feel like <laughs> it was the last 10 years. She kind of was like, all right, I'm not going to actively instill fear up. in the children. <laughs> but it was like, but she's like wow. a tough lady. But my mom, you know, and I was somebody, I would cry at the drop of a hat. I was just very sensitive, very shy, all that kind of stuff. And my mom would be like, Naomi, what's so hard about your life? Like, she was like, what's wrong with you? Like, even as a teenager, because she was like. She's like, what's going on with you? Everything's paid for. All you got to do is your homework. What's the problem? So it was any mm. bad emotion I was having, it was a weakness in me. And my wow, mom being like, yeah. Naomi, life is hard. You better toughen up. It was, so that was that. That's what that always was. And even yeah. when I was going to therapy, she was like, what you going to therapy for? What's so hard about your life? Hello? It's like. <sighs> So it was very, um, so yeah. It you like answered now.
2: your own question, mother, by asking <laughs> me that.
0: <laughs> so it was like, ooh, ooh. Mm. Um, and so I think it's partially why now, too, I think even me comedically, I am uh, aggressively honest, because I spent so much time, it was so much of like, tamp it down, keep it together, don't embarrass me, you go to school with white people, you better be like the best of the best, all that kind of stuff, it was like, you know, not just good academically, but like, be good emotionally, or like when wow. I had trouble, she would also then take that as a reflection. I remember once we saw my therapist together in high school, and she sat in the session and like acted like she was listening and like whatever. And then when we left, she didn't talk to me the entire ride home. And mm. then we got back in the house, she was like, "You embarrassed me." Oh you know what? I, and it was like, oh, and Naomi, that's how it was. And it was
2: like, "Oh, so okay, sorry." Okay,
0: okay. Well, we don't, we won't do that ever again. And then, and then wow. now I'm an adult, and she's like, "Why don't you talk to me?" Ma'am.
2: <laughs> ma'am. 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 Wow. <laughs> so it's like
0: that's wow. the thing that's like so it's a crazy cuz like when you try to bring anything up she's like so I was a terrible mother. It's like no, that's not what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but I'm saying, you know, anyway. Um who? I think we got to take a break cuz we all went into it. <laughs> we all went into it. it. We're going to take a quick break. I live for <laughs> it. And then we're going to answer some relationship questions. You ready for that, Angie? I'm ready. You ready for that, Sam?
2: Yes, ma'am. I'm ready.
0: We'll be right
3: back.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com
2: slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
0: Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways.
1: Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us, mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles. Plus, lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod.
0: We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Juboo t-shirts, which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios.
1: And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple.
0: Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds, and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And we're back, honey, with Sam Pancake, Woo! my idol. Oh, you're my, tr- my idol. One of my true gifts of you're Los Angeles. In, you're both
1: my idols. It's <laughs> actually and true. I like, I, well, obviously I'm in love with Naomi. <laughs> Sam? Well, obviously I'm in love with Sam as well as Leo. Oh, Sam, no. I think you're quite the bee's knees.
2: <laughs> oh, thanks. I think you're the cat's pajamas, mister.
1: <laughs> the oh. elephant's eyebrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've that's never heard great, that one. That's a great one. I, I, uh, I believe Naomi was uh, yes, ending.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm not familiar.
1: <laughs> I'm not familiar,
2: and I'm not interested.
1: So we get questions from uh, Instagram and Twitter DMs, from uh, Gmail, from Vmail, <laughs> and of course, this first one comes to us from. I believe she said we could use her name, Ilya. Well, I hope so. We just used it from mm. Instagram. Okay, I love it. Okay. Hey guys. I always like to start out, by the way, Sam, with a little bit of a softball. Or I try to start out with one. Fair enough. Hey, guys, here's my question for the pod. So my husband and I are both interested in careers in the creative field. He writes, and I like to think of myself as a writer-actor. I've been wanting to move to L.A., and he finally agreed, but recently he has been pulling back on the idea. He now feels like our chances to find jobs in the creative field won't increase just by moving to L.A. We currently live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hmm which only provides quality barbecue and hipster Southerners who grew up on plantations. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm... (laughs) Mm -hmm. Familiar. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. I'm originally from Arizona and have been itching to move out west anyway and figured if we were to do a big move, we might as well go all the way to L.A. Basically, I'm hoping you guys will just agree with me and say that the move will be totally worth it. Also, for context, we are both currently unemployed due to the pandemic and prior to that worked in the hospitality industry. Mm -hmm. I as a server and him as a bartender. Uh Now, Sam. Yes. I thought this might be appropriate uh, because uh, you also did you go straight from from West Virginia to Los Angeles?
2: I weirdly okay. I went to WVU in West Virginia, and then after I moved to Myrtle Beach to work at you know and wait tables or whatever for the summer after college, and I ended up staying there a year and a half. And then, which is you know, I lost Myrtle my way for a minute. Uh-huh. I was always like, uh-huh. once I saved $600, and I just kind of never did. This was 80, 86, 87, so you know, different times.
0: That's still not enough, even at 86. No, it wasn't. I,
2: I somehow and then I so I ultimately drove from well I was in Myrtle Beach and went down to Charleston for a couple of nights to see my friends and I drove from Charleston, South Carolina to LA in four days. Wow. Um, saw my sister and, and her then husband in Albuquerque for one of the nights but then was in hotels and that's a whole other story like maps, no internet, no mm-hmm. cell phone, no uh-huh. uh-huh. terrifying, yeah, yeah. yeah. terrifying. Yeah.
1: I remember the days
2: homophobia rampant. I was like so afraid I'd be, you know, break down in Mississippi somewhere, right? Right, you know, and get um, yeah. anyway. But
1: REM had just broken through the charts on the radio. <laughs>
2: oh, no, REM was like er- early, like, yeah, well, that was I was deeply into REM, like, right. deeply. I, I, I always meant to go to Athens, but never had enough money. Georgia, I mean, anyway. <laughs> I do you want my advice? Is that that yeah. yeah? So I came yeah. here with like. In 87 new one person had 200 in my pocket somehow within two weeks finally got a job at johnny rockets and then you know the rest is a mystery i mean <laughs> mystery.
0: history so, truly
2: my and i do tell the children when they ask me because that was the days of three networks because i don't mm-hmm. think fox started till 89 what? there are here's my words of encouragement with a preface of pessimism um <laughs> everything's hard in here to do here it's mm-hmm. difficult you know, it's a hard life. We we know all the cliches. Every cliche can be true if you're going mm-hmm. to stare down those cliches and think about those cliches. Uh, I think that everyone who has it in them as much as this, as much as Lydia, Ilya does mm-hmm. to come here and try her hand at it. I think you got to do it to know. And mm-hmm. if you do it, either it'll work out or it won't, but at least you'll know and you won't live in regret. And there are so many more jobs here, even during pandemic. Of course, we can't really use 2021 as a good baseline for anything right. i think things are going to come screaming back by the end of 2021 mm-hmm. um maybe early 22 i uh there are still like so many auditions and so many jobs like i got another job last week i do it you know it, it's been well that's because you book <laughs> pancake that's because you book okay
0: <laughs> pancake I mean, so,
2: books forget <laughs> books bless never stress um not true uh <laughs> you just there's so many more just take it from grandpa there are so many more opportunities here (laughs) and even once the the restaurants and bars open back up there are going to be i mean those jobs are gone but they'll come back people are leaving la so you know there's going to be a lot of empty apartments i don't think rent's ever going to go down sadly but people there's this whole de-urbanization thing going on supposedly this might be a good time to get in here if you have money just have money saved up i cannot express that enough have lots of money saved up and Once you I mean, there's like I I, we we all are I'm overwhelmed by how many T V shows are in production (laughs) all over the world. I mean I'm with you
0: on that. I think so, but I would say see, I think I tend to lean towards like, do you have the money? Like I would not say come here now because I guarantee you they're probably you're probably paying half of what you would pay if you moved here just for rent.
3: And so where where she is, right? Right in Raleigh.
0: In Raleigh where I'm like, you might want to stay in Raleigh a little bit, as you said, because those Hospitality jobs aren't coming back for a hot minute because yes, you could have a mortgage on a house right. for <laughs> less like, than rent.
1: less than what we pay in rent right oh
2: completely.
0: But I think that but you know what I will say this though, you know a friend of mine for instance was just she's like submitting to the the WB directors workshop mm-hmm. and that's something I would say every single network seems to have like the has a directors workshop or writers workshop and if All you them, have yeah. a little extra like. I don't even know or if the Sundance
2: Labs and exactly. all that. Stuff. There's tons of those things. Yeah. That
0: to me is the kind of stuff you can do from where you
1: are. Yeah. Find yeah. a legitimate one, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The real networks, Find a not like not like Ted's not free feedback. Where you like pay <laughs> right. Pay for feedback from <laughs> right? You, no. Someone that wrote on Homeboys in Outer Space. No <laughs> offense. We love we love the show. No offense we love the show. to anyone that wrote on Homeboys in Outer Space. <laughs> a job's a job. I would literally write for anything. <laughs> but putting that, by the way, putting it out there. There it is. Anyone who's staffing? Hi. <laughs> we'll go, who's staffing? Anything. Get in touch. But, um,
2: I, I learned early. No one's thinking about you unless you're making requests. Get in touch.
1: Get in touch with my... I'm at mm-hmm. Gersh. Get out of here. Stop talking.
0: <laughs> and, like, so I was like, you. I think you could submit for that kind of stuff because the thing is, I do feel about our time in LA and when we say you have to give it a try, I moved here with a writing job.
2: Mm-hmm, right. And I
0: also moved at a time when... People really want black ladies in their writers' rooms.
2: Yes. Finally, that thank God.
0: acting part of this, which is my true dream in love, has taken about two and a half, three years to actually book things. But that's also remember I've been doing stand-ups in two thousand and eight two thousand and eight. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it takes a long time. So even when you say I'm gonna move to LA and give it a shot, the real shot is Two or three years, right? You can't say I'm gonna give it six months. You also no can't no put no a no no. I say
2: five. Up. I say five. Yeah. You say five
1: years. Okay. I just don't think you can put a time because you have to meet people. This is the other thing. You have to come here with a. Uh, you can't come here as a sociopath unless you're a really good sociopath. If you're <laughs> great at being a sociopath, then go ahead. But like, there's a lot of people in between that I've noticed yes. who are <laughs> so true. Who. who don't know how to make friends, but they want the jobs that come with having friends, mm-hmm. and so they ter- they they're like this like um half homunculus type. <laughs> half homunculus. <laughs> yes, like a golemy. Yeah, they're like golemy types. Look, yeah. trying trying to find their precious. Yep. Um, and they're not good at finding it. Um, That's true. I also that metaphor work.
2: <laughs> I sort of almost followed it, but I'm only. <laughs> I'm the other half of that human killers. <laughs> the thing that to your point too, Naomi is like, and this was not so much possible for, for back in the late eighties and nineties, but now because they're all the, the YouTubes, the, the workshops, the yeah. stand-up, like, I don't understand people. And I have a couple in my life where I'm like, you have to do eight things. Yeah, you can't yeah. just, if, if, if Ilya just thinks she's going to come here to be like a dramatic actress who does, you know, hopefully movie parts or episodic that's real difficult you have to be able to write to do stand-up do do storytelling do improv do sketch Uh, the people that that i know in their 40s this is a couple of people who i'm currently annoyed with in my life (laughs) who like yeah you go to acting class great you want to be an actor still in your 40s and you're still waiting tables or was it for pandemic like you got to diversify like Mm -hmm. i'm always like do i i thank god i had a manager as i neared the end of my 40s um he said to me and this was like the end of the the um it was late nineties. I wasn't, I was like mid thirties and he said, you're going to be 40 soon. And no one's going to give a shit about you. You have to do a one man show. And that's when I wrote my first one, oh, one wow. man show about the family. Mm-hmm. And I was fucking terrified. Now I, I never get stage fright. I'm not yeah. scared. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm too old. I don't care. Then I was <laughs> like, I was, I would get diarrhea before going on stage for uh yeah. for an improv show. I would, oh, do, yeah. or I would do meth or Coke. I was terrified. Yeah. I was so terrified I did it and it immediately opened these doors for me. Hmm. And then I realized, and I learned how to do like sketching characters with the crowd, this Annoyance Theater, Second City crowd I fell in mm-hmm. with. And I learned from them, I was too afraid to take improv, Did never did Groundlings, never did Second City, too too afraid. But then I slowly learned be, being forced to, like you have an audition for Mad TV next week, you had to do five through the door and you made it fucking work. Yeah. And so that's how I like, and then i started getting a career more in comedy but then i and i and then i kind of did a little bit of stand up and storytelling my point other than to ramble about myself is like you ha- i wish i had just come in like i will do anything i will right. fucking mm-hmm. i'm going to try stand i wish I, my fear got in my way and also a lot of homophobia and like i was always out that's the other thing is i was always like out and gay since like my first job in 1990 mm-hmm. you know i didn't always trumpet it but like i people knew and that definitely was like
3: that I was don't know how I did hamper's.
2: anything, but like, it's be be prepared to, to 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 take improv, take sketch, even if you don't think you're funny. Just I, I don't think it's the place. If you just want to do acting, do community theater. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so hard I to mean, break into just that here.
0: Well, I mean, because I do think about. I, this is also a good question for me. I'm glad you asked Sam this because this is like all I want to know about Sam uh-huh. is because you <laughs> have been working a long time. You've managed to hashtag stay at work even in, I know. in Was there, such a long time. And I mean, I think there is like, that is a big fucking deal to work for 30 damn years. Yeah. Was there a business? job
1: where you like, you were finally like, oh, I think I can, I think this is going to be, I, it might, you know, there's always ups and downs for everyone's career. I mean, look, people are taking pictures of Ben Affleck, you know, with like 30 donuts, like trying to dunk ch- the donuts <laughs> in the yeah. packages. Bless and his it, heart. Yeah. And he looks like a deer con the headlights. So like, there's obviously like, uh, you know, everyone's dealing with stuff but like was there a job where you were finally like okay i think you know i can i'm doing this for oh
2: real. i am an idiot see i'm <laughs> such a dumb dumb i have i'm not super smart like this is i'm i'm probably the least intellectual anyone in my family uh, that my siblings and i have been blessed cursed with this weird a part of it was the, the the crucible of growing up a terrified gay child. I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. And after I got the fuck out of there, I didn't care what happened. Mm-hmm. It's joy for me, please. Sometimes too much joy with in my nose and down <laughs> my mouth and in my veins and such. But, you know, it all came from a place of like, tomorrow's going to be great. And and, and like op- optimism and like, you know, life's too mysterious. Don't take it serious. Like I, I've always had this, and a lot of this I probably is chemical and I don't have clinical depression. Um. But I have always been able to be like, wee, you know, <laughs> which is so silly because a part of me, this is a whole other story, but like, I, I just, I, how do I put this? I was, I had a sense too of like, oh my God, this, I don't think this is the only life. I've always had like, there's a before this, there's an after this, there's, there's many lives. I just kind of believe that. Even youngly, I did youngly. And I was like, I'm in this life. My name is Sam fucking Pancake. I was still was a child to be like, our name is fucking Pancake. Is this registering to everybody? Because no one else seemed to be freaked out or weirded out by it. I was like, literally. Okay, We call them hotcakes, I know, but they're pancakes. <laughs> and just like they had never left. So I get that question every day and people think I made it up to be funny. I didn't. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to L.A. And, no, and the other thing was like, I want to go be feel safe away from my family with a boyfriend, have a boyfriend that won't get back to my parents, get back mm-hmm. to my cousins, get back to my high school friends. That's where I was back then yeah. still. And I just want to go out and fuck and be an actor and have fun <laughs> and drink and party and weehaw. And I did. <laughs> so I... I, I I think a part of it, and this is like, who am I to, to be so subject objecting about myself? It's not objective. Again, I'm not that smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I was just like, people found me charming. I know my good Southern manners helped a lot. I know that I was like, um, I was fun to be around mostly. You know, I, I don't, I still don't fucking know what happened. I also here, Here's something else. I know that I did right by accident. I also never felt comfortable like attaching myself and being friends with people who I thought could help me. Mm-hmm. I let my natural organic friendships happen and sometimes that led to jobs.
1: Yes, that's what I was and talking that, about with the like, don't yeah. be a sociopath. That's <laughs> the
2: thing. Also, I, I met sociopaths early because no one in my family, well, my well, <laughs> There were not, I didn't know a lot of soci, I wasn't aware of sociop- sociopathy growing up. So I was like, I learned early in the 90s, some people, I'm like, oh, these are sociopaths and this is the mm-hmm. things they do. And I'm not like that. And I, and I would be like, I don't care if it gets, I'm not going to go and pretend to be so-and-so's friend and hang out with him. I can't stand him just because maybe he cast me in something. Mm-hmm. I, I, It would right. be like pretending to be straight. Right, like I can't, right. my body yes. won't let me. And yeah. I'm far from perfect. And I've done lots of things wrong, believe me, including this, you know, my, letting my, my drug and drinking kind of run my show for 15 years. But like also, I what was I even saying? Because also, um, I lost my train of thought. How completely. you
0: lasted for 30 years. Cause you oh. happen to be nice and people were like, we love that J Sam.
2: Yeah. Oh, and then now like I'm just naturally made you it's that Patty Smith thing is like just keep making a good name for yourself. Make a good name for yourself. Make a good name for yourself. And I really hung into that. And I also um so now my way of doing that is just auditioning so much that I, I, people remember me like this guy. OK, so DJ Nash, who show runs A Million Little Things that I've been recording on mm-hmm. for the past few seasons. Um, he, I met him going and he he tells the story all the time in like 2002 or three, he was doing his first um, uh, sitcom pilot as a writer showrunner. I came in for the part of like the, the beery like on the lazy boy, like frat guy, <laughs> friend straight, like what girls who, huh? What a little bong hit. Like, you know, that kind of dude. His name was probably Zach or something. But like <laughs> they had me come in and I remember just being like, I was like, this isn't, this is, and I would make them, had made the mistake enough times already of being like, trying to go in and be like, You know, those auditions like, Meredith, what's wrong? I'm your boyfriend. (laughs) let me hold you and like i'm not gonna get that shit <laughs> right. you know fucking george newburn's gonna get that shit tom Everett scott's gonna get that shit i'm not but when one casting director one time she, she a workshop she said like yeah, yeah, "You, you're tom hanks but you're gay tom hanks you can't hide behind your finger and <laughs> this is all in my show too so anyway i finally like went in for this job like where the, i can't and i knew by then on a sitcom p- pilot audition be yourself as much as possible yeah. or that character you're amazing at consistently because they're going to write for you mm-hmm. and so i went and being like just being me but in that those lines and it killed them and he was like i you're not going to get in the room. He yeah. was like, You're not right for this, but I'm going to put you in everything I can once oh. I get there. And he has. Wow. Oh. Wow.
0: And he has. So good. And
2: it continues. Right. And I've had that like search party with like even search party, which Naomi, Naomi writes on it. And, and my, our friends, friend Charles is one, and Sarah Viler, one of the showrunners of, I told, This is something else I started a few years ago. I was like, telling my friends or acquaintances who I like, I love your show. I'd like to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Swallowing my stupid pride or embarrassment. Right or like my whatever is like, Oh yeah. I don't know people like anything I do until they tell me, I don't assume people are like, everyone thinks I'm great. Like I don't, <laughs> would never, sometimes I'm even like me really. But like, and that same thing happened with um or, uh, well, I don't know more. I get more stuff now from offers, which sounds snotty, but like you've earned all, it, honey, you I've have earned, earned offers. First of all, I've earned it. You and earned like, your offers. And it's like, you know, it's it's been it's been a good last few years, but I just got a job from an audition in that I did in December. I just out I booked it. Um, and I it was I, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I haven't got I've been working consistently for a while. But the last job I got with an audition only was <laughs> the show Abbey's in late 2018. And yeah. I have an I auditioned a lot in 19 and 20. So, <laughs> so it's like I, I get less than I, you know, now I can't even think. I, I do work excited. a lot, but I get less jobs than I actually book, you know, like we all do. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. I understand. I feel like I'm also discovering that too. Like a few things I've done lately, the voiceover especially, uh-huh. those have been offers and whenever i audition i do not book it like
1: whatever voiceover, people the audition
0: weird? they don't want well, it because
1: they always like every cartoon audition that i uh that i'm helping you with yeah. is always for like a 5 year old child <laughs> you're <laughs> that's not your voice right i know i'm always like can you just have i'm like i
0: literally have the voice of a 70 year old woman can you
2: just let me do you that? have a majestic stately <laughs> voice Your voice has authority. Your voice has authority, Naomi. (laughs) Wait till someone
1: picks up my cartoon grandmas. (laughs) Yes, I want to be in the cartoon grandmas. (laughs) Do it. Um, Do it. uh, But wait. Okay. So wait. Before we go to the next thing, what what was was there a a a job where you were just? like, Oh yeah, that was the question. Yeah, that's
2: (laughs) that's where we started. I couldn't. I can't remember. I thought every job was that job. Yeah. The first job I got my fucking, like, you know, Taft Hartley, which was a, a commercial for a Japanese English school with <laughs> Casper von Dean, him and me playing touch football <laughs> later Casper of Starship Van Troopers. Tied. Oh the, my God. Yeah. The thing about From me. Starship Troopers? Remember, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, it was our, It was definitely my first paid uh, union job. I, it was either his first or one of his first. He's a delight. Um, I and so cute. So cute mm-hmm. back then. Um, <laughs> I um no fuck I lost my thought again I lost my train of thought again but I thought every job was gonna be it like Mm -hmm. my first network commercial this is it I'm gonna never gonna stop oh here's what I was gonna say you have to remember like so many people I knew before during and after they were famous too like it's so nice to hear you guys say oh my god you've been consistently working for thirty years because that's what I really wanted I just wanted to work consistently Mm -hmm. until I decided not to anymore make money have a good life but I've seen so many people like that first national network commercial I did for Mastercard. Where I was playing, the young boy who's on a skateboard, he's trying to help his girlfriend move into a new apartment, and then his his skateboard goes all the way down the stairwell. And I, oh God, I wish I could find a copy of this. If anyone can find this, I will give you a kiss and a hundred dollars. And I just, and I look in the camera like this, and I go, "Oh my skateboard!" And like people would literally see me on the street and go, "Oh my skateboard!" That was after the English speaking school. I went to the fitting, and at the same fitting with me was this cute Jewish boy who I thought was sexy at the time. (laughs) And I looked down at the sign-in thing and his name was Adam Sandler. And it was, there were two, in this MasterCard campaign, there were two, like, young, scrappy dudes who, like, piss off... Like, I pissed off my girlfriend's father. I don't know what he did in his. But I was like, oh, wow, Adam Sandler. And I think I'd heard of... his pre-SNL. Yeah. I think I'd heard of him from stand-up. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, he was one of those people I watched, like, get... You know, he's pretty huge now. <laughs> like, so many times when I was in the, the pits of my drink, I'm like, Sandler is everything. <laughs> I am nothing. Like, I watched Schwimmer go from my best friend's roommate to Schwimmer, you know. Oh, wow. Courtney Love from... And this is, uh, this is not out of, out of school, but she was my f- friend Joe's junkie stripper friend who then like went on to, you know, it's yeah. just like seeing all these people. Be- Molly, I we me, Anna Gasteyer, Melanie Hutzel, uh, Molly Shannon, uh, Ben Zook and Antoinette Spolar, who are great, hilarious performers also. And we were all doing this Jackie Beat show in 95. Um, Anna and Molly pre-SNL, Melanie after, when Molly found out she got SNL. So... Yeah. It's, it's frustrating for me to always be in the mix and a lot of it then but the thing is like i've been a, i've seen all these things happen and i i've had people say to me why do you think you didn't make it And like <laughs> i don't <laughs> even know what to say and, and i know there was years in my life with dr- the drugs and drinking where i didn't do um uh the mo- the and it was a different time to like you know now i'd be like well just start on youtube or get a tiktok channel or just there wasn't that shit and i just had a lot of depression around like feeling like I wasn't getting anywhere and then Mm -hmm. drinking more. And then that made me miss an, you know, an audition and that shit did not help. But a lot Mm -hmm. of that was most of my drinking and drug use. A lot of it was like sadness and and depression and um well i just not clinical but like being powerful about not fucking working or booking things or being told all the fucking time how gay i was and Mm. how every different version of faggoty like every like you're to this you're to this you're to this like non-fucking stuff and i was so weird to me because i'm like i am this guy i am not like the ladies i think (laughs) we have you with some necklaces i don't know why it's necklaces necklaces. like i'm not that 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 guy that was like a paul lind muppet
0: Exactly. I'm not a Paul and Muppet. Just think um, its so funny that people kept telling you you seem too gay when it sounds like you were always a boyfriend whose skateboard fell well, that was that
2: was a, oh honey. Skateboard. Julie Hall well, that was the whole thing. And I played a lot of young dads and stuff, but my another famous story of mine to me, <laughs> Julie Halston, who's an amazing Broadway actress and everything. I did this pilot with her at MTV with Sherry Vine Jackie B. It was basically facts of life, but in drag at a Catholic school and really dark <laughs> in 99. And Julie Halston was in it. And she said to me, and I played the priest at the Catholic school, who was clearly gay. And that again was, that was a friend. One of my good friends got made that all happen. And that's why I was in it because of friends, genuine friends. And um, I um including Jackie Beat, who I still work with. And um, Julie Halston said to me, she was like, you're like Nathan, you remind me of Nathan. You know, you'll work till you drop but You'll never play straight. And I said... <laughs> Julie, I play straight all because in the 90s, I did dozens and dozens of com- national commercial. Mm. I did. I was like, I made a lot of money. That shit's all dried up now because the non-union <laughs> shit. But I said, I've done, du- you know, I, I said, I play, I play straight all the time in commercials. And she uh, would say, only for 30 seconds, honey. <laughs> 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 and she and like, because I was I. I'll show you my commercial where scrappy delivery boys and like young dads <laughs> at the nursery in the hospital. Like, there's my baby. Like, you know, <laughs> I was the Florida orange juice dad for two years. Okay, you have
0: it's... to send me all of these. I want all <sighs> of them. I have. The funny to thing you is, you this you
2: saw them all as a child. I guarantee. I you. I
0: bet. Well, I mean, I'm telling you, you were a true celeb to me because I watched you on Will and Grace as a little girl. As a, <laughs> a little, little girl. A
1: little girl. Time
0: to <laughs> child Not that much. No, I was you. not. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Sam, um, we have another question. Do you have okay. it? Are you ready? Are I'm you prepared? Ready. Okay, yes. so this one is a voicemail, which is my favorite way, you guys. I love when you call in because it lets me know where you're at emotionally. So if you mm. would like to ask us a question, hit us up at 323-524-7839.
3: Hi, Andy and Naomi, and maybe guest. Um, I know you guys like to hear people's voices. Yes. Uh, but I'm currently walking down the Danube Canal in Vienna, and oh. that would be expensive to call and leave a voicemail. Uh, first of all, I think you guys are just the greatest guest, and I'm so grateful for you. Second of all, uh, I had a proctocolectomy four years ago, which means that I don't have a butthole. And, um, Every time you guys have someone say "loosen your butt," it makes me laugh <laughs> even more as a buttholeless person. And the third thing is, um, I got my butthole removed, got really healthy, and finally, like, found something I wanted to do, which was to become a dietitian and help other people with Crohn's disease or other issues uh, with their food. And I started studying, but my husband got a job in Vienna. And he's got all this passion and you know goals, and he's had it for a long time, so his wins. So I moved to Vienna, and I couldn't just transfer schools, and all my school records are too old or too American to prove that I'm actually able to study. And um, I'm kind of sunk. I, uh, I got a nutritionist certificate, and I'm kind of happy just being a freelance nutritionist and a housewife. And apparently that's embarrassing. I think. Or my husband is just feeling guilty that his dream moved us away from my dream. Um, I guess my question is, like, what do couples do in this situation? Like, no one wins. <laughs> uh, and I guess we just have to get okay with the situation, but I can't take care of his feelings, and I'm also kind of also bummed and resentful that we're here because of him. Uh, thanks in advance for any insights or jokes. Take care. <laughs>
1: from Vienna. of to oh, Wow, that wow. was a real journey. So that, by the way, that was a uh, that was an audio file that was sent to our Gmail.
0: Oh, okay. okay. So that's what she was like, it's too expensive to call. So yes. she like did yeah. a voice memo. So she did a voice memo <laughs> and then
1: emailed it to us.
0: See, Got there are ways it. you can do this, people. Yes, okay. folks, if you don't All want right. to call on the line, voice memo and email, maybe. Um, yeah. that's huge. I've never met a person without a butthole.
2: Well, explain something to me that a story I heard years ago and now it clears it up about this friend of ours who slept with this guy who was really hot and he was trying to eat his kind of how can, how dirty can I get on here?
1: Yeah, you as dirty as it. possible.
2: He was going to rim this guy and he searched and searched his crack for a butthole and couldn't find one. And I didn't know that that was a thing. So we've all I'm not going to say who it was, yeah. but <laughs> he always tells the story of like the guy with no butthole, I'm like it had to be there somewhere. So <laughs> like, no, I really oh, looked and looked there- and it was dark. But- were and so that's endings? it it's a that means you get like uh, you have a colostomy bag I yeah yeah yeah.
1: but you still have the nerve endings there like Probably if you not, want to if you someone and they didn't have a butthole would there still be so if
0: they close it up i don't think so auntie i, I don't
1: I'm think just, so either i don't
0: think so andrew. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm curious I'm andrew
0: asking. i don't think i'm curious i'm asking
1: well
2: mother she could send another gmail voice memo
0: um. Um. What was the question again? About, about? Sort of like. Understand. Oh, it was. It was. So basically, it's like basically it's, she had these dreams of being a dietitian, but his job took them to Vienna, and so she could, can't. She can't really practice what she's been working
2: towards. She so she's not able to. Pr- okay. None
1: of her. None of her credits transfer to whatever the European university system is. So she. I got thought a, she said she was working well, there. She got, got a nutritionist certificate, which is not the same. Oh, I didn't a know that. the dietitian, Yeah, yes. dietitian is like a one more level and there, up. There was an unsaid part, but that basically that like her husband is um, it, it either feels guilty. Yes. Like she said that he's like, I I, I guess has said some stuff that it's embarrassing. Yeah. yeah what yeah, was that yeah. about? That's the, I think that's the meat of the question. The
0: meat of the question. Yeah. I not like he feels guilty that she hasn't, she, she had to put her dream on hold for his and that she is now what she said, what a stay at home mom and a part time nutritionist? Yes. Or freelance nutritionist. Like that.
1: So it's like Or housewife.
0: Yeah, so it's like, okay, yeah, Which maybe is, by mm-hmm.
1: the way, not bad at all. Just so right. we're clear. Just so well, I was like, gonna say it sounds like a great life.
0: I know. <laughs> I'm like I'm oh, like, honey, you're walking <laughs> along the Danube. You know, yeah. it's like it sounds like my you're goodness. thriving.
1: I'll say this. I'm vacuuming every morning listening to a podcast. It's not terrible. <laughs>
0: I, I mean, I think the thing is
1: that's part of what
0: trust me, I understand though I think you and I both, Andy, have dealt with like the guilt, you know, when one person's working or the other person's not. Because honestly, you and I've yeah. been together eleven years and we've rarely had a job at the same time. No, yes. I remember
1: <laughs> I did feel guilt uh, when I I got a my first job was in 2013. I moved out here yeah. for a writing thing, and you were still back in New York.
0: Ooh, and... child, I broke down, Sam. I said he is gonna he's gonna get a taste of fame. He's gonna realize I'm crazy. This is the end of us. He's ascending. Like, oh god, we had like ah. a dinner with one friend before he left, and I literally went to the bathroom in, like at the restaurant and cried honey. for so long that then Andy comes and knocks on the door and is like, Are you okay? And I'm like,
2: Wow, honey. But you're good now. That was seven years ago. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So oh. like, but there are but I know I remember feeling like guilty a little bit that you were... And I remember also, like, before Broad City, too. Like, I, I'd i come back from this job, and, like, you were kind of struggling, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure there's been times when I've been struggling, and yeah, you felt bad. It, it, it really re- does... it, it bump, Like, that guilt bums me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. When... I, when um, I think this is more something for the husband to deal with, which right. is, like, yeah. fucking get over it. Because <laughs> yeah. it's more... It's it's like she she did sacrifice something. Like I guess it, one acknowledge the sacrifice. She is sa- sacrificing yeah. something yeah, yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also it's for the both of you too. Right. Right. And um, if you don't acknowledge it, you repress it because I some I think you and I we don't feel guilty for getting things now. Yes. Yes, yes you should yeah yeah yeah. exactly right. i mean it takes time it takes time though it's a
2: yeah I, it's a journey i mean
1: it really is hard
0: to like well it's also like there are times when you feel like why can't we both ascend at the same time yeah and that's rarely how life works it's yes, just it's not true. it's just very rarely how it works and it's like it's fucking annoying and but i think also too the thing is You both are open about it and then you also cannot resent like you say you resent him. I don't know how if if that manifests. Meaning, do Mm. you make snide comments? Do you make him feel like shit? Do you complain about being there? Mm. What in that's that's exacerbating it if that's what's happening. Yeah. But you have to say, like, the moment you agree to go, you're on board. Not you like everything.
2: I wonder how long they have to be there. If it's something like, if it's a diplomat thing, where he'll be, he'll be, or whatever, something where maybe they're they come back into America in two or three years, yeah. or if it's a lifetime thing, because that's a whole different story, right? You know, right?
1: <laughs> Ooh, yes, I didn't think about that. I, in my brain, this was just like something that was just a a couple years, like it was either like a postdoc or, yeah, or like, mm. yes, like yeah. you know, diplomatic yeah. core stuff is only a couple years, right? Yeah, it's like two uh-huh. years, and then you move. Somewhere I think
0: else. so? So maybe, but it's like. It's, it's hard. I think the thing that's so important is, and it sounds like you're doing it, is making sure you're finding ways to enjoy yourself now. Like walking down the Danube? I, well, because I, I
1: think sometimes no, what can happen murder, is that feeling of- murder. Well, murder everyone <laughs> in this town for a stroll down the Danube.
2: Oh, uh, Vienna. I, my God.
1: No. I think there's always that feeling, you know, when
0: you feel like you're, quote, putting your life on hold. That is a very um, yeah. anxiety-inducing feeling. I think we've all felt it for the last fucking year. Yes. Right. And I'm like this it's yeah. been like well we're kind of on pause. So yeah. it's it's and so I think that's and so the question is um what can you be doing now so that you don't like what are the other things like I know you can't really take the classes but can you kind of take a little something or like meet some people I mean again, or is I there don't know online? where you guys are at. exactly so, I mean, like, online Now that
1: it's but now that it's, everything's online can you find the right. courses in America to take? Oh, I see what you're saying. But she I but, know it'll be like at at it you know Eight hours earlier than where you, <laughs> you, know, but yeah, that's like
0: yeah, it's very it's it's tricky. Relationships are very tricky. They're did you ever tricky. did you they ever are. have to
1: sacrifice something for someone? <laughs> something for to someone. Me? I not want yeah, yeah Sam. Sam. I don't want to be too because I, I I didn't want to be like, oh, like no, a oh fam- no, I mean a family member I, or like I, a loved one. Yeah,
2: I am very, I'm, I'm very selfish that way. Like I. <laughs> Even with with or without my parents' blessing, I was going to go become an actor. I, I mm-hmm. you know, I don't really subscribe to that much about s- astrology, but like I'm a Taurus, and I guess <laughs> we're very stubborn. And I was like, no, this is what I'm going to do. And it goes back to my thing earlier. It was like, I'm going to go there. It's going to work out, or it doesn't. And then I was like, I'm going to be an actor. I worked in casting as my day job for for a lot of the '90s, but then was able to just be an actor. I didn't have a plan B. I could have. I guess I could have stayed in in casting if I really wanted to but um no and i've been in re- even in relationships like i haven't been in a long term one since i gotten sober but i <laughs> i was always kind of like yeah I'm, i would never give up my career for you or like i know very well <laughs> that i would never move to uh, for me personally mm, right doing what I do and having to live here mostly because even though things are shot all over and I do go to Vancouver a lot, most sitcoms are here in town. Mm-hmm. So, and I do a lot of that shit or whatever, or New York and I'll fly you there. But I was like, I will never move to, you know, Plainfield, Illinois with you. I'll never right. go live in Tallahassee because <laughs> you are on the baseball team there. Now that's not, that just got sexy for a second. <laughs> Why is my, Future husband on the baseball. He's on, team, on a minor I
1: league thought. team I in guess Tallahassee. Why does it have to be minor league? Shoot for the but, shoot for the majors. You're what? dating it's like one Tallahassee of the Tallahassee
2: Tomahawks. I'm just a baseball wife now. Um, <laughs> so I actually have it because you know why? And I and I think about this kind of shit because my brother in law used to say about me. Sam stands for self-absorbed man. S A M. I'd be like, but you know he's awful.
3: Just kidding. <laughs> I love you.
2: Um, but I was always like I. And I say this to my family because I'm the only. My older sister doesn't have kids either. I'm the only one not in a long term relationship or without kids. And I was like, I can. I know what I can take care of, and it's just me.
0: Uh-huh. And
2: I and I don't cause trouble. <laughs> um, you know, I don't yeah. lottie Dotty, I like to potty. I don't cause trouble. I don't hurt nobody. <laughs> and I. It was my theme song, and I'm like, i I don't have kids because I know I wouldn't be a great dad. I don't want to mm-hmm. make this mistakes my dad did. i I'm not I've gotten out of relationship I'm like, I'm not into this anymore. I know I can't be the guy you need. i'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna against your will, maybe I'm leaving you. <laughs> Because I knew that because I'm also pretty good on my own. So no, I had to answer your question in a long, rambling, narcissistic way. I really haven't. But I have <laughs> on purpose haven't. Like right. I made right. sure I wasn't in situations where I deeply because I deeply resented being a little gay kid, having to pretend to be someone he wasn't and never Ish. once giving voice to my actual emotions for the first 20 years of my life.
0: Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Then now you're like, I am. This is me and this is my boundary. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. 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 So that's tricky for me. Yeah, it, it's like – and I do wonder like – because I love Vancouver so much and I met some people there that I'm like, what if this is my husband and I live in Vancouver now? Mm-hmm. I almost think I could do that, especially yeah. at the end – before the election, I was like, maybe I really want to do that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I still would love to yeah. live in both. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's a, When I was in grad school, it freaked me out that I like the chances that I would get a professorship in a major city Yeah, was low. Right. And I was like – Fuck! Um, yeah. No offense to anyone who lives in like Iowa or whatever, but I just didn't want to live in like. Right, you were Des always trying to
0: get away from small the, towns. There's nothing wrong me with Des Moines.
1: Exactly. I just didn't want to live there, and I knew that that's what if I, I was going to stick with this, if I was going to get my PhD, I was going to end up in a small town somewhere, and I was nah. just like, it like freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, and I ran.
0: Yes, you did. You ran to New York City, baby. Good for you. Um. So we hope that helps you, our Vienna baby. Our Vienna baby with no butthole.
1: Our Vienna
2: baby. My
0: Vienna baby with no butthole. I love you. Um,
2: and I love that she's right up front with that. She's just uh, like, you, gotta hey, tell I you gotta tell it. You gotta
0: tell it. Yeah, it is so funny, though, because we really do. We are about loosening your butts.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: She's like, ha <laughs> Well, loosen. You know what? Loosen your bowels. Loosen your bowels. Well, no, that's different. But that's different. That's not the same as unclenching your ass.
2: There's a whole lot I could say about that as a gay man, but I, <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> I do have references, though, if you want to <laughs> hear from those guys. Sam. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. Oh, is it or... over? No! <laughs> I mean, we could have kept you for 900 years, but I want you to have a healthy dinner.
2: <laughs> I, I am. I, I was in the middle of it. And I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to reheat is it? and reheat. What is it? Oh, it, it's, just a, it's just a quickie, simple, like, one of those gluten-free bowl-type frozen oh, situations. Okay,
0: gluten-free yeah. bowl. Well, well,
1: well. Well, I'm gonna lot. go drink another glass of water,
0: and I'm gonna Please do. and I'm gonna maybe eat
1: some soup. Sam, this was a gosh darn delight.
0: Oh, you are! And we hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will see you next week. Bye. All right.
2: Bye.